Blog Talk Radio. Put on your video and so, so, so. 
father, uh, you're almost too big. And so it ended up being uh, cut down to a few with Gideon uh, reigning triumphantly. Anyway, that song was kind of inspired by that. That was Morgan Heritage. I know they say Jah. You know, the scripture actually calls the father Jah. And so and so some people actually call him Jah. And uh, that was put out by Rastafarians uh, who actually believe that so-called the black man is one of the lost tribes of Israel among other millions of people all across the planet. But that's not what we're talking about tonight, but that was a powerful song just saying, ready or not, ready or not. Folks, we're in a battle. We're in a battle. We are so shown up in end times, and we are shown up in the middle of a spiritual warfare as well as some very interesting things happening in the physical realm. Um, and eventually... Um, we believe that it's gonna you're gonna be able to see even clearer a battle in this physical realm. But nevertheless we are we remain victorious in and out of these out of warfare as long as we know who we are and whose we are. Folks, there's no reason to panic, worry, stress. This show it's one of those shows that um, where we just want to present some tools to our brothers and sisters listening to, to the show tonight from all over the country that will be tuning in. Many of you unemployed. Many of you just don't know what to do. Um, this is a trying opportunity even for believers. I mean, this right here has got a lot of people on the ropes, believers, saints, strong saints. Uh, I shouldn't say strong saints, but people that's been serving for many years, I should say, because the strong saints know that we truly, truly, truly have the victory. Um, great is he that is in us and he that is in the world. We have no reason to fret or worry. I'm going to play something a little later on, a brother really nailing that down. But before I do, I again want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Bible Zone Network. I'm Brother Seth, and we have a serious panel coming at you tonight. Brother uh, Leonard is going to be joining us. Many of you remember him. Um, and uh, this was kind of a last-minute thing to be very honest with y'all. My brother Leonard definitely will be, on the ha- be in the house tonight, and I really appreciate him for uh, coming on. Um, we need answers, folks, don't we? Don't we? We need answers. There is so much going on in our world, so much happening so fast. And uh, things that are happening in the country that we have never seen with our eyes or heard with our ears. So, tonight, we're going to be talking about some solutions, some things that we can do as a people, that even what we can do even as a species. Folks, we really, really, really got to return back to the Most High. We have to return back to the Most High. That's the bottom line. You know, this little song, uh, the background, What Shall I Do by Jermaine Hawkins. That's kind of where, what I'm saying tonight. A, a lot of you are saying, you know, you're out of work. I mean, you just lost your job. And uh, I'm hearing people that have never been laid off, been, laying, been, uh, been either fired or laid off. And, and then there's a big question about what's going to happen uh, tomorrow. The rent is due. 
A lot of people are opting out to not pay their rent, even though they have the money because they're so afraid of what's happening. They want to hold on to every dime and uh, to their bread to be put out, but they can't be there to be put out because the government is saying you can't do this to these people, to Americans. So a lot of landlords are just caught in the middle of this. Um, Sex, this is nothing to play with. When you start talking about people not able to pay their rent, that's normally been able to pay their rent all their life, folks are finding themselves without money who have always, always, always had money. The folks are finding themselves without livelihood who have always, always have livelihood. Now, a lot of people have savings and all of that, but with this, with no end in sight, we don't know what to expect. We don't know what to expect. So, just like Tremaine saying in the background, what shall I do? A lot of you just don't know. And so tonight, I thought I would do a show dedicated to just those uh, that are just feeling just totally discouraged. Not that I have it all together. Not that I'm the most, um, I mean, I don't, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not coming to speak down or to make it like I got it all together. But folks, I do know one thing. If I don't know nothing else, believers are always the winners. We have the victory. We have the victory. No, 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 oh, no, no, serious. We have the victory because of who we know. It don't take the, the most high but a voice to say, go here for provisions. Go there for provisions. Talk to this person for provisions. You know, with us hanging out with, supposedly, we're supposed to be in fellowship with those that love the most high and are led by a spirit. I know the Father can take care of us when we're, for sure, even in that fellowship where he can't maybe, you can't maybe hear a word. Somebody else may be able to hear. That's why the Father sent his disciples out. That's why the, the, the Messiah sent his disciples out in twos because he knew that different ones would get discouraged. When one can't hear, the other one can't hear. So tonight, 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 what is happening? What is happening? Well, you got a group of servants tonight on a network called Blog Talk Radio, and we're on the Five Stone Network. Brothers and a, and a sister, just encouraging you to keep your head up, to listen to that voice, the still small voice, because the Father has not abandoned you, not for one second, not for one minute. Uh, we just got to get in a position to hear. Now is a time to get in a position to hear. Now is a time to get in a position to hear. Your ears could save your life. Your spiritual ears could enhance your way of life. Everybody may not necessarily starve, or there may not even be any heart of starvation, but your quality of life don't have to change. If you're walking with the Most High, you don't have to go without a meal. You don't even have to downsize. But there are provisions for those that listen to that voice. Things can't always be peachy cream, as Americans have always had it. We've always had it so good, and now it's our time to feel what people have been feeling all over the world. And many of us are coming unravel. Many of us are questioning God that have never hardly questioned the Father. But I'm here to tell you he is loving as he always been. No matter what happened in this on in this realm, everything in the scripture has to be fulfilled. 
everything. We're like pawns in the game, so to speak. We come and go. Our lives are but a breath of air, seem like the scripture says. But the word of the Most High Yah has to be fulfilled. It's just a matter of what is the prophecy saying for this moment in time in 2020. What is it saying about this place we believe is Babylon in scriptures? What is supposed to happen in Babylon at this particular time in this prophecy? We believe no matter what, we have the victory. We don't always feel like it, but we still have the victory because it's not of us, not because of something we're doing, but because of who we know and because of the fact that really and truly he is in control and that everything is going according to schedule. We just got to know what's the schedule. We got to know what is happening in around us with regards to prophecy. Let me go ahead and read the show description and you'll better understand what this show is going to be tonight since many of you just called the phone line and you don't have a clue. Earlier I sent this out to many of you. The title of the show is Coronavirus, Survival Plans and the End Times Prophecy. One more time. Survival Plans and End Time Prophecy. So listen, folks, I went on to say end time prophecies is being fulfilled. No, serious. The coronavirus has brought a halt businesses and markets globally. One more time. The coronavirus, COVID-19, has brought a halt to businesses and markets globally to a halt. And not only have it brought these businesses and markets to a halt, but it's brought many of us spiritually to a halt. I'll add that now. For those living check to check, what happens when you don't get a check? The government is sending out stimulus checks and calling a halt to foreclosures, that's FAH loans, among other measures to help Americans in this time. But is it enough? Is there more to it that meets the eye? Is there more to it, believer? Is there more to it, humanity, that meets the eye? And I went on to say we will be joined by a seasonal, seasoned panelist to discuss tonight's topics. And we do have our seasoned panelists in the house as well as Brother Leonard that's going to be joining us tonight. We're all brothers and sisters tonight. We may not agree on, on doctrine per se, but this is not a night where we're going to be getting into any type of deep doctrine. We're trying to help our people. Folks, it's at their end. I guarantee you, before it's over, this will be one of the most listened to shows ever produced by the Fossil Soul Network because people are really, really, really at their wit's end. And I'm not saying that I haven't questioned a whole lot of what's going on myself. One minute I think it's population control. One minute I think it's the, the, the Trump trying to prolong his, you know, trying to uh, uh, suspend constitutional rights to be reelected. Then I think it's a economic war or a full-fledged attack from China uh, to shut down our economy. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, 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 I don't know, folks. I don't know. 
There you have it. Brother Seth said it. I don't know. I really don't know. It's looking a little bit sometimes like population control, but not necessarily. The disease is not killing fast enough. 85% uh, recovery rate from it. 85%. That don't sound like population control to me. If they want to get rid of people, it would be more like a, you know, 2% uh, uh, recovery rate. So, anyway, folks, listen, I want to remind everybody before we, go, before we bring on the panel, listen, uh, to follow the show. Follow the show. Follow Fox Stone Network. All you have to do is that the link I sent to you. Just click on the follow button and just log in on Facebook or Twitter, and that way you get reminded sent straight to you. They will not, uh, Blog Talk will not do anything to that sign in. It, it's not like they can even see your sign in to Facebook and Twitter. They can't see that. Only thing they can do by you signing in is they have you giving them the authority to send messages to Facebook and Twitter when we are about to do a show. And I think you get that reminder sent to you 30 minutes before the show. Uh, also, I want to remind everybody that these shows are recorded. These shows are recorded. Send them to your relatives, your your loved ones, your enemies, or whoever you feel like need this encouragement that you will get tonight because there will be a lot of encouragement tonight. Folks, listen. Forward the link that I sent to you, that HTTP, da 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 Cut and paste that and just send it to individuals. Send it, send it, send it. Because these are brothers and sisters that love you, first of all, these panelists I'm talking about, and myself. We love every single one of you, like I say so often, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. We really, truly, genuinely love you, and we're just trying to share things we know for sure that have been a blessing in our life, and things that not have been a blessing in my life. I try not to share it when I'm not certain for things, and I'm not when I'm not certain about things. Just like I said earlier, I don't know. That's what I'll tell you. I don't know, or I'm not sure. You know, none of us are, are, are theologians in every tiny aspect of life. I don't believe it, and I don't think our panelists believe that either. We're just trying to simply share things we know for sure. I think every single one of us, I think, is over 50. I could be wrong, but I think all of us are over 50, and we've been serving the law for a long time. And these are good people on this on this line tonight, okay? We're not true to this. We're not, excuse me, we're not new to this. That's how it goes in the street. We're not new to this. We're true to this. And I mean every word of it. And folks, again, we thank you for coming to the Five Cents on Network. The song says, I didn't think it could be. Till it happened to me. Check this out. Then we bring on our panelists in like 10 seconds here. Look at this, just a little bit. Y'all know how I like to do it. You know what I I am here. How's it going, Brother Seth? Well, Brother, just uh, trying to keep the proper perspective. 
in the midst of a very serious crisis facing this country. What about yourself? Uh, <laughs> my faith has never been strong. I mean, I am. Uh, you guys have heard me say it from show one to this show. I'm not the least bit concerned. Um, this, <coughs> excuse me, where you were kind of explaining like you don't know if this is population control because not enough people are being killed, so on and so forth, needs a greater kill rate if it's going to be. Um, I've maintained from the beginning show to this show, this is a test. It's not meant, this is not meant to be the big pestilence, the big plague. However, it does prepare us. We are now uh, all understanding that when there's an outbreak, that it's perfectly okay for the government to quarantine us. Um, and that's not just a, um, a thought that we should just absolutely embrace when we know, especially as people of color, we have a better understanding at the nefarious intentions of the government that we deal with. They've been at war with us from day one. We've lived in a terrorist state from day one. And so, um, you know, to me, this is just a test. Uh, they're seeing how people react. They're seeing how the different levels of government react. There's those who know, those who don't know. They, everyone is not in the light or, or illumined as it pertains to this given issue. Um, some people are operating in the dark, but the government is looking to see how do they act, how do they respond. Um, and so for me, I wouldn't expect anything more from an empire. That's what this is. We live in an empire. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, it's a country. <clears throat> but what country sets up installations all over the world and forces that? What country forces policies all over the world? That's not a country. That's an empire, folks. There's a difference. Yes, yes. Good point. And, and, and that's, what we, that's what we're under. It started out with the Roman Empire. They, if you read... In uh, the Gospels, Jerusalem, they were in Jerusalem, but Jerusalem was under occupation. By whom? The Romans. Well, we're still under occupation. Um, and a lot of countries are under that occupation. A lot, but folks, think about it. Last week, I think it was, I was telling you, there was a, I forget the name of uh, Mali. I think the name of the African country was. They didn't have Malawi. one. Malawi. Malawi. Thank you. M Malawi. They did not have one case of the coronavirus, but they sh they shut the shut shut uh, quarantine people down like they like here. Why? Why? Because people in the upper echelons of government, you better be with this program, or we will remove you. <laughs> we'll get someone who does play. And folks, that's no strange thing. You all know that here in the U.S., we have uprooted democratically elected leaders we've we've uprooted democratically elect leaders so we can get our guy there that lets you know that it was never about democracy it was never about freedom it was never about peace it's about empire and that's what you're watching right now they're running a test and that test is being ran all over the world welcome to the end of days folks i am personally excited about the notion um, I read about um, things pertaining to what we call eschatology a lot. 
and I know what the outcome is going to be. I already know. So, yeah, I'm not the least bit concerned. Um, I'm excited to be here. I'm glad God chose me to be here during this time. Um, I hope all of you all can see the blessing that you've been given to be here at this given time. Very interesting, brother. Very encouraging. I like that. And and like I said, folks, uh, where I'm at, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. I just know that I have the victory. I just know who has me. But I can't tell you what this is. I mean, I have an idea. I kind of lean toward what Brother Johnson. I do think it's a test. But I don't know. What if it just don't end? What if it? What if it don't end? What if it actually don't end? What if? It, what, what if America as we know it is gone? No more will we be back. I don't think so. I really think this. This is just. This is where I'm at. I, again, I don't know. It's just kind of like something I think. I'm not. Again, I don't know. Y'all heard me say it about four times now. But I suspect, you know, that all these businesses been set up at some point we gotta go back to them. Uh but I just got a feeling before that happened there's gonna be a lot of desperate folks. It's already happening. People are panicking. This what three hundred dollars the government's giving is not enough and so I just know that I have the victory and I'm encouraged and I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit and it's, it's a time where I'm trying to get close to him. Yes, I went out and, like I said, purchased a firearm, like I said, because I wave in my face just like anybody else. Where I'm not always in before the throne room. And if you're not, you better have a B plan as well. But let's go back to the phone lines and bring on the one and only sister, Eliana Badia, all the way in Merced, California. Uh, let's see, area code 209683. Sister Eliana, your line is open. Sister, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. And it's a pleasure to be here again. And, you know, to the most high be all the glory for his massless, undefeated work that he always does all over the earth, especially to his beloved and to his followers and his believers. So glad to be here tonight. Well, it's good to hear you. Good to hear your voice and always good to, to for you to join us. I know us brothers. You know, we've been doing our thing for a while without you, but it's always good, to, again, to hear your voice and be reconnected with us. Just know we look forward to hearing a lot from you tonight. I, tonight, brothers and sisters, I'm going to play two clips that I think y'all going to be really blessed by. This is a guy that's on fire. You probably already know what I'm talking about because he's lighting up the Internet. Uh, and uh, It's all I can say, but we're going to play a little later on. I think we should start off with this brother because he really set this to, to set this straight. Um uh, and you'll see what I mean a little later on. But we do have a guest uh, as far as uh, Pastor Chris and Ella Shore. Um We'll see uh, if they're able to show up tonight. But in the meantime, I invited uh, Brother Leonard, and I'm going to go ahead and open this line at this time. As you, many of you know, Brother Leonard is not Messianic, but this is not a time, like I said earlier, uh, it's not a doctrinal uh, show tonight. Tonight we're just loving on our people and trying to give them remedies and survival skills and survival ideas and anything we can think of and we've heard about because these brothers and sisters do some digging. They ain't just any old body talking. They know some stuff about surviving, and that's one reason I picked this topic because I know that they can go deep into talking about not just leaning on the spiritual side of it, which is the most important side, knowing who you are and who's your listed Holy Spirit, that would protect you more than any weapon or more than any type of planning or stockpiling the Holy Spirit because it knows where everything is and who has what, and it can t- and it can lead us into the 
show, we want to talk about brothers and sisters. Talk to the panelists right now. We want to also be a blessing to the listeners with ideas on how to survive, you know, any ideas you all have as far as uh, even with having to do with buying, how to buy, strategically buying, um, you know, we'll talk about that a little later on. But just, just know, brothers, this is coming your way tonight. Again, we're talking about survival skills, survival plans, and end-time prophecy, as Brother John was alluding to as well earlier. Okay, going back to the phone lines, Erico 337, go all the way to Louisiana and pick up our brother, Brother uh, Leonard. Uh, uh, your line is now open. Brother Leonard? Welcome to the Fossils on Network, brother. Say hello to the people. And every and let everybody know, just you go and get a little bio of yourself in like thirty seconds, please, since you're new. Well, I'm from, I'm from Louisiana and I'm now Messianic and I just uh I've been I've been dealing with the Israelite thing for like twenty one years. Okay. All right. And uh, go and give me a full name and the name of the organization you with, please, and the books you might have written. It's okay. Go ahead and do it, brother. Okay. Uh, um, Leonard Johnson. Uh, I got a uh, YouTube channel, um, Prophets of Awakening, and I got a couple of books. Um, um, I just, the first one is the, the Real Messiah, and the other one is uh, the History, God of Israel. Well, again, welcome to the Five on Network, and tonight, again, we're just uh, trying to reach out to our brothers and sisters that really, really, really have these challenges. So, folks, listen, I want to start off by, with a bang. I want to start with y'all. going to know what I mean by a bang in a second here. So I'm going to play an audio. It's about eight minutes, and we're going to comment on it and take any callers, uh, if there's any callers, uh, with, with, with questions about or questions or comments about the audio, and then we'll do a part two, and then we'll talk about whatever else is uh, with regards to survival plans and, and end-time prophecies after this clip. Is everybody okay with that? I'm good. I'm good. So, see, yeah, that's okay fine. Yeah, hold up. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> uh, Brother Seth, before you do that, Last week, I just have to, have to, have to say this. Last week, when um, I, I was off, I was I was still on the line, but I was muted. And you were playing the uh, clip from Eliana, not Eliana. What's her name? Eli, e, what's her name? Van Zant. Oh, Ayana Van Zant. Ayana Van Zant. <laughs> Ayanla. Ayanla Van Zandt. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm in this. I was at. I, I just would like to ask how everybody was okay with her and her white light meditation. And uh, I, I was just. There were some good things that she stated. Matter of fact, she stated the stuff three and four times. I don't know if she was just trying to buy time or what, but I told y'all, I'm like, I just had my concerns. And when she went through these particular things and it all sounded good, like, you know, beautiful poppies, you know, cuddly puppy dogs and whatever the case may be, it sounded all good. But then she's like, you know, come and get this white light meditation. Does anyone know what that is? I'm just curious. Does anyone well, know? well, hold on, hold on for you. Open up a barrel of worms in the middle of you doing this, okay? 
let's do this. Let's play the clip, comment on the clip, and like I said, afterwards we can bring up whatever's on our heart. That would be wonderful. Matter of fact, we can do that. But I just have already had this. I didn't know you was going to do that. So it's probably something you discussed earlier. But if you don't mind, let's talk about what you just said. But let's do it a little bit later on, if that's okay. Very well. Yeah, because I don't know what you're talking about, and I do need to know what you're talking about, especially if I play on the show. So we'll we'll, we'll visit that, all right? So, folks, this is a gentleman by the name of Larry, and I appreciate Brother John, you working me on that. Uh, this is by Brother Larry Montgomery Morrell. Larry Montgomery Morrell, he's on YouTube, and um, this is a no-name. I don't think nobody ever heard this guy, but listen to what he has to say about what's happening, and we'll be right back. This is only, this is, um, uh, this clip is not, it's, we probably play all of it. It's only about 15 minutes. I realized it was, I thought it was eight minutes. I thought I chopped this up pretty good, but I guess I didn't. So let's play, uh, well, let's just play it, and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, okay? Here we go. One way all day, Jesus Christ, look here. <clears throat> As all these things begin to unfold and all these people are going crazy and the world is in chaos, things being shut down, <laughs> sports stopping, stores closing, curfews on towns and counties, not being able to go outside at certain times, get off the streets after certain hours. All these things being implemented is just setting up a stage for more things to come. I want you to understand that, but we're in. We're in it. Whether you want to be or not, we're in it. Whether you wanted to be alive during the end times or not, I want you to know you're in it. You're part of it. But I don't want you to fear because there's no need to be scared. Look, if God be for you, who or what can be against you? You understand? There's no need to panic if you're in Christ. Look, some may say this is going to be the worst time ever. Not me. I say it's going to be the most beautiful because the light shines in the darkest places. You understand? And if you are a son or daughter of the Most High God, then you are a light. You're a light in this dark world. And you ought to be shining, not running, and not panicking, not being scared. I believe the economy is going to change in ways we've never seen. I believe the mark of the beast where you cannot buy, sell, or trade if you don't have it is coming. I'm not saying it's coming tomorrow or next week. I don't know that, but I believe we'll see it. You're going to see it. I believe it'll be in the next couple of years, five to ten years. We're going to see things like we've never seen. Plagues and pestilence is already here. Locust swarms, rivers turning to blood, uh, sicknesses, plagues, viruses, they're here. God is going to send judgment upon this earth because of the wickedness of it. It's only going to get worse. Let me let you know that it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. As it is written, so shall it be done. All you people pleading the blood of Jesus against this plague, all you people praying against it, look here, you need to be praying for God's will, not against it, because like God plagued Egypt for being evil, guess what? He's going to plague the nations for being wicked. You understand me? You can't pray against the will of God. You need to discern the truth, and discern the time you're living in and know that as it is written, so shall it be done. I don't care how many prayers you send up. Your prayers will not stop the will and wrath of God. I want you to understand that. And if God ain't urging you to pray against it, you ought not to be. Look, Elijah prayed fire from heaven and it killed the false prophets. There's plenty of false prophets need some fire to hit them. Look, I want to be realistic with you. All right? 
God sent fire on Sodom and Gomorrah and wiped them out for lavishness, homosexuality, adultery, all those things. Guess what? That's here. In these, in these lands, these days, God's going to judge it. The days of Noah, we're like that. The same way, God's going to judge us. Don't pray against the judgment of God. Pray that the will and judgment of God bring these people to repentance. That's what you ought to be praying for. Don't fear. God be for you, then who or what can be against you? Look, now is the time to preach repentance. Now is the time to tell that lost world, those scared people, to repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. God is coming. He's drawing nigh. The earth is crying out. She's having birth and pains. The world is crying out earthquakes in diverse places, tsunamis, hurricanes, tornadoes. The earth is crying out. The earth knows the coming of the Lord is inevitable, knows the coming of the Lord is near. Yet here we are as Christians. I see uh, the majority of the people panicking are, are, are Christians. It's, it's crazy. Scared to death of what? Of the coronavirus? What are you scared of? What is a coronavirus? Huh? What in the world is a coronavirus? To a Christian, man or woman of God, nothing. If you be marked by the blood of Christ, then that plague, that sickness, no harm, no harm shall come nigh thy dwelling. That's the word of God, Psalm 91. Know the word, believe it, plead it, understand it. And if the coronavirus hits you, and you believe in Jesus Christ with all your heart, soul, and mind, and you know that you are a man or woman of God, if it gets you, and if it takes you out, or if another plague gets you, if another sickness gets you, or if you get beheaded for believing in Jesus, because persecution is already here all over the world for Christians, and they are being killed, just because you don't see it right here in, in the United States. If you look outside of the United States to all these other countries, Christians are being murdered daily on a daily basis by the busloads. And it is coming here, make no mistake about it. We will see it very soon. But if you did, and you're a man or woman of God, what, what is there to be scared of? Huh? The Bible, God said, do not fear man who can kill your body. But fear him who, after your body is killed, has the power to cast your soul in hell. That means fear God, not man. What can man do to me? Kill me? whoop they do So what? What is death here in this flesh? My spirit is eternal. And eternal in Christ. So if somebody kills me for professing the gospel of Christ, then let them bring on the armies. Guess what? There's not an army on the face of this earth that could come against me and kill me if it's not my time. They sent 50 soldiers to gather Elijah, the prophet Elijah. You know what he did? He prayed fire from heaven and killed all 50 of them. They sent another 50. He prayed fire from heaven and killed all 50. They sent another 50 soldiers to get them. And the, those other 50, they said, look, man of God, we're sorry. We come to you in humility. Would you just please come with us? Look, y'all running around. Do you not know the God who's for you? Let them come for me if they come. If God be for me, who or what can be against me? I pray fire. And if they take me, then it's my time to be taken. If they deliver me up to the Sanhedrin, then guess what? It's my time to be delivered. It's not a time for Christians to be scared to walk around as cowards. It's a time for men and women of God to have backbones and spines and walk around in courage and know that, that, that the only thing to fear is God because the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It doesn't say the fear of man, the fear of plagues, the fear of pestilences, the fear of famine, the fear of hunger, the fear of loss. It says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. But here y'all are fearing all these things when we're supposed to be strong in Christ. What is there to fear? If God be for you, what is there to fear? 
Come on now. It's time to buckle up. It's time to buckle up and put on that full armor of God. It's time to hold your shield, hold your sword, breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation. Put on your belt. Walk with your feet shod with the gospel of the preparation of Jesus Christ. It's time to wear that armor right now, right here, this day. Going on forward, it's time to put your armor on and equip yourself for war because this is what we in. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. It's time for the kingdom of heaven to come back and hit harder than the enemy's been hitting. It's time for us who represent God to really represent him with boldness, with power and authority, not in enticing words with man's wisdom, but in demonstration of power and the Holy Spirit of God. That's what it's time for. It's time to stop playing church and be the church. We've been playing church for the past 50 years. It's time to stop playing church and be the church. Who cares if they shut all these things down? Who cares if they shut every store down? Who cares if the people's too scared to go to church? We'll have church in the fields. We'll have church in the woods. We'll have church anywhere we can have it. The church is not a building. It's the body of Christ. It's people. It's not a time to panic. It's a time to be warriors. It's a time to be men and women of God with backbones and spines who stand up for the truth of God and the word of God. It's a time to represent the kingdom in which we come from. Know who your father is. You say your father is the God of all the cosmos, the galaxies, the heavens, the one who spoke and formed the earth, yet you walk around in fear? How? I shall not be afraid of 10,000, 100,000, 100 million men if they come against me for preaching the gospel. I shall not be afraid of all the viruses and plagues in the world. My God is bigger. My God is stronger. I serve the true and living God, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Yeshua, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, the triune three in one God. The Son is seated at the right hand of the Father. He sent a spirit of truth to lead me into all truth, the Comforter, which is in me, to keep me, lead me. He's my shepherd. He guides me. I shall not want. Having therewith food and raiment, I am content. It's time to get it together as the body of Christ and to rep and to know who you represent, who you, whose name do you go for. That's why, oh, hallelujah, I hear you, Father. That's why in the Bible it says that the, 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 the two men went to the seven sons of Sceva and they said, we cast you out in Jesus who Paul preached and those devils jumped on them sons of Sceva and stripped them naked because they was going around pretending to know God, but they didn't have a clue who they represented. And when the devil come, they wasn't ready to contend and fight. But if you don't know who you are in Christ, then you ain't got no authority. And if you don't know who you are in Christ, you ain't got no power. Don't go out there trying to represent a kingdom that you don't belong to. Know the God in whom you represent. Otherwise, the devil's going to beat the hell out of you. Excuse me for my French. But I need you to understand something. You walking around talking about you belong to Jesus. Then by God, you better know the word. You walking around talking about you belong to the Lord. Then my God, you better know to whom you belong. You better know the God in whom you serve. You better know the God in whom you, you represent the kingdom in which you represent. 
You think that a, 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 a soldier in the United States Army, when he goes to battle, he's been trained. He walks in formation. He walks with his uniform tight. Everything's fitting right. He's prepared. He's ready. His boots are polished. He's shined up. He's got his patches to let you know where he comes from. He's got his United States patch. He's got his, his rank patch. He's got his specialist and corporal, and he's got his uh, expert marksman badge where he's an expert marksman. He's got his airborne ranger badge where he's been jumping out of helicopters, and he's been jumping out of planes to earn that badge. He's earned those things that's on his chest. And he goes forth, and he goes forth with boldness because he knows in whom he represents. He knows from where he comes, and he knows what he's going for. He knows what he stands for. But you see, we got men and women of God walking out there with their uniforms all messed up, and shirts not tucked in, boots not polished. They don't have a clue what their rank is. They don't have a clue in whom they represent. They don't have a clue and what they're doing. They're walking around and, and, and their patches is hanging off. And, and then they had patches and then, then they let the patches fall off. And they're walking around talking about they represent something but they look a mess. And then when they get in front of the enemy and they're standing there and they're looking at the enemy, the enemy laughs at them. They say, who are you? Oh my God. Do you know who we represent? You can get your uniforms right. Pull your weapons out. Get the word of God. Do you know who you represent, church? Do you understand when you say that you belong to God, you represent God, a royal priesthood, joint heirs with Jesus Christ? Then you ought to walk with that power. There ain't a devil in hell, ain't a sickness on this earth that can contend against the child of God. You know why the world's in the shape it's in? Because the church is in the shape it's in. I'm just going to give you the truth. And I pray to God you share this word because people need to hear it. Do I seem angry? Well, I got a righteous anger built up in me because I'm looking around and I'm seeing this thing and it looks like the church is falling apart worse than the world. Yes, I'm angry. God is angry. That's why he's judging and pouring his wrath out upon the lands and the nations because he's angry. And the Holy Spirit in me rises up and it gets angry because we walk around talking about we represented God and whom we know not. Can't walk around like cowards telling me we represent a holy king full of all power and authority. Holding the keys to death, hell, and Hades. We walk around talking about we represent him. Scared to death. How? There's one true and living God. And if that's who you represent and that's who's for you, then who or what can be against you? Huh? Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? King Nebuchadnezzar told them if you don't bow, I'll kill you, I'll burn you alive. And they said, guess what? And King Nebuchadnezzar, he said, he said, is your God able to deliver you out of my hand? And they said, we don't even have to think about this answer we're about to give you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Absolutely he can. But even if he chooses not to, we still won't bow before you. And guess what God did? He delivered them out of the hand of King Nebuchadnezzar. They put them in the fire and they didn't burn. And you worried about a coronavirus. My God, get it together, man. We better be prepared. We be, yeah, you better have your salvation and soul prepared. Don't buy, stop buying all the toilet paper. That ain't going to save you. It's a doggone shame. Here we are, a United States of America founded on the principles of God, and, and we've lost all the principles we were founded on. That's why this nation is falling apart as it is now. Try to take God out of everything. Well, let me tell you something. God won't be removed. You can take him out of the courthouse. 
You can take them out to schools. You can stop talking about them in most churches. But God won't be removed. He's on the throne. He'll be exalted. Whether he's got to get it out of the mouth of uh, jackasses or he's got to get it out of the mouth of the rocks. It says the rocks will cry out to God. Or he's got to get it out of the mouth of, of sinners and lost and wayward people. But God will be praised. He, he don't need the people in the church. He don't need me. He's going to be praised regardless whether you open your mouth or not. God will be the trees will praise him. The birds will praise him. The animals will praise him. He don't need you. But he wants you. He wants you. It's time to get it together. It's time to get it together. It's time to get it together. One way all day, Jesus Christ, go hard for God. Share this video. It's time to wake up, church. Time to wake up. Let's get.
well as anything encouraging in your heart to share with your brothers. That's what I'm asking of you tonight. Um, again, I know that, you know, you may not be endorsing Christ and all of that, but all of the people in our nation does not necessarily believe in Christ. Of course, I believe they need to. But uh, tonight, mainly what I'm, of course, I'm always, uh, Brother Seth is always pushing the Messiah Christ. That's just what we do here. But tonight, I really, again, one more time, the show is designed to encourage, encourage, uplift, inspire, and give practical survival plans. I don't want to get into nothing too deep. Again, we have people that can't pay their rent, people that are about to get, they can't pay their uh, 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 mortgage, they can't pay their, their, their car note. I mean, folks, they have lost their job, and they are listening to this show because I, I termed it Coronavirus Survival Plan, and they're tuning in for that. So let's just kind of stick with that. If we could, I'm going to go ahead and open the moderator's line, but the John Clark, your line is now open. Sissy Eliana yeah, your line is now open. And as well as Brother Leonard, your line is uh, open again. Brother Leonard is a guest, and we really appreciate his time tonight. Sister, um, uh, Brother Larry, go ahead and send your hand, please. If we can comment on uh, the, that audio, at least that's what I would ask, and then we can go any direction y'all want to go, you want to go afterwards. All right. Well, the, the audio was good. Um, <clears throat> I think that the one the one point that was stated several times, which I just uh, differ with, is that this is the judgment of God. This absolutely is not the judgment of God right here. <laughs> the when you go to Revelation, or you go to one of the uh, the the Old Testament prophets, and you see the judgment of God, it, it, it would just suffice to say that no, this is not that. This is not that. Um, we have not got beyond the sixth seal as yet. The, when the sixth seal hits, you will know. <laughs> you will know that that day is fast approaching. Um, but even even then, it's not here just yet. This coronavirus is a man-made virus. Uh, we've discussed that ad nauseum. Um, and what when we talk about survival tactics, folks, um, do what the government says at this point. <laughs> Stay inside. Stay out of public places. Wash your hands with with hot water. Sud. If, folks, following those directions, it's not like you've given up your um, you've given up your uh, quote unquote Christianity or you've given up your faith. Some things are going to be very practical, and there's nothing wrong with those things. Um, and so, when it comes to survival tactics, wait this out. <laughs> this is not going to last real long. Um, it will be such that it'll reach its apex and then it will taper off and the test will be completed and they'll be look, going over notes for X amount of time. Um, but this is, there's, there's no reason to go and get land off into some rural area uh, as a result of what's going on. Um, at the end of the day, uh, as, as stated in um, Daniel 11:41, that only Moab, Edom, and Moab, those will be the 
nations that are unaffected by the hand of the Antichrist, the person, the individual, not the Antichrist spirit, the person, the individual. So listen to Brother John, if you've never listened to me before, uh, and just wait this out. But if you have not gotten your life right with the Messiah by way or with the Most High by way of the Messiah and the blood that he shed, um, I would recommend that you reach out to one of us. We can show you how to get there. If God has placed it on your heart and you're like, you know what, I'm concerned about my fate, not just this coronavirus, about my fate when I pass, because there will be a death. It just may not be at the hands of the coronavirus. Uh, it may just be old age, hopefully, for you. But uh, there is a life to be lived that transcends this life. That's that blessed hope that the old Christian mothers used to sing about in church. And so, to me, that is your survival advice. Wait this out. Uh, the markets will rebound. There's going to be some differences. There's going to be some changes, long-lasting impacts, but it's going to rebound, and uh, things will pick back up, quote-unquote, as normal, but it won't really be as normal. You have an entire world where the governments are plotting against their people. <laughs> Various governments are actually plotting against their people. So, again, get your life right with the Most High God by way of the Messiah, and aside from that, you know, live your life. It's about to be spring. <laughs> Enjoy it. Uh, that's all I really have to say about that. Uh, Sister Eliana, Brother Leonard, um, feel free to follow up with your uh, take on survival tactics in light of the coronavirus. Okay. I'd like to say that um, I wanted just to comment on the, the, the uh, clip. Um a lot of the things that, you know, he was saying, there's, there's some truth in it. He was saying some really powerful things, but this is the same type of fear-based preaching that, has, that goes on in the church. Uh, I remember when the Loma Prieta earthquake happened in, back in 1989, and uh, it devastated the San Francisco, Oakland area of which I was living at that time, and a lot of people were, you know, People came into to the churches because they were afraid. And what happens is when, when something like this happens, people become, you know, they start preaching this really powerful, fiery, fear-based preaching of, you know, you need to come to the, to, to the Father. Well, it's true. The people do need to come. And, yes, there is judgment on the land. But the point that they're missing is why is there judgment? The judgment is on these nations, and this is, this is a, an event that is all over the world. This event happened at the close of the 400 years. We've had isolated events in other countries up to this point, but this is the one that, you know, we got this news January 1, basically 2020, some, you know, right in January, um, all, it was a worldwide pandemic. But why? Because it's the judgment of the Father on the nations and how they've treated the Hebrew people. And that's something that they're not saying. And I don't even know if they really are aware at this point that these are the kind, and those scriptures that we say, though, you know, a thousand fall at your 
side and 10,000 at thy right hand, yet shall it not come nigh thee. These scriptures are, are, are mostly for Israel and for people who are truly connected to the vine, uh, you know, in the Father. But the nations don't understand yet this has something to do with us. It has something to do with the mistreatment, the murders, all of the things that have gone on. So I would say for people, if you are listening and you're afraid, like Brother John said, what you really need to do is come and and become connected to the kingdom of the Most High. You need to give your life to him. You need to give your deeds, your actions, everything. You need to dedicate yourself and, and, and make every wholehearted effort to follow after his ways, his statutes, his commandments. For you know, and if for us in Israel, we need to, and I mean in Israel as Israelites, we need to understand that our father is very serious and that this is a time for us to really put a put a, put aside our petty squabbles. You know, I get into a lot of different Hebrew sites and chats and you know, they're cussing, calling each other names over little small points. It's not time for that. It's really time for us to really shore up our understanding. It's really time for us to personally uh, understand what the Father is saying to Israel because when he gathers us, all of this shaking that he's doing is an attempt to get us, to get our attention because he is going to gather us, just as he said, from out of all the nations wherein we were scattered. And so these nations are being shaken, and some people have to die because they, these are people that won't let us go. They're like that pharaoh. They, they would like our labor. They like to base their economies based on what are our economy in terms of, you know, we're a trillion-dollar economy in America. You know, our buying habits, our spending, but we don't benefit. The other night I watched a powerful video on the Congo, and the Congo is in the center of Africa. And I watched how, you know, they did the old footage of how the Belgians came in and then the, the government after them. And to this day, the people were mistreated. The, the, the land was raped and pillaged. And to this day, the Congo is so poor. And in some places, Ebola has broken out. And they've armed some of the guerrilla warfare people. But the people, the actual Congolese people that live in, in that region are the dirt poor, have no resources, while these other comp- countries, these European countries, are still getting wealthy. You know, the Father sees that, and there has to come a day of reckoning. There has to come an end. Just like our powerful empire, there has to come a day of reckoning for God's people. And so what we, you know, my word of encouragement to you is that, yes, this, this is a judgment. It's a judgment on the nation. And, 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 yes, the Father, you know, he prompts us for our individual sins. But as a people of the Most High, we have to understand it's also a time of our uh, rejoicing. It's a time of our release because the Father is coming to actually wrestle us out of the hands of the nations and where in which he scattered us. And we have to understand that point as well as what's going on. You know, stay safe, Washington, do all the stuff. Uh, oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. There's some noise. Uh, hold on. I don't there we go. Think someone's opened up their line. Uh, I think that's. I think it was Brother John. I heard some noise. Sorry, like some dropped like a symbol almost. But go ahead, sister. Just when you play okay. it back so to the Okay. So I'm going to wrap it up real quick. So basically, what I'm just saying is that we 
It's it's like like I've always told people, this thing is like the layer the skin of an onion. There are layers here. It's not just one event. It's the father coming because if you listen to just the church doctrine, it never has anything to do with the restoration of Israel. It's always that the people are going to escape judgment and they're going to go flying off to heaven and to heck with the rest of the world. And the, the timeline of the father is a little bit more intricate than that. He talks about the tribulation in the word. So, you know, the people are going to go through, the believers are going to go through something, but Israel also is going to be coming out because, see, when we were tribulating, when they were beating the skin off of our backs, when we, they were killing our children and, and they were uh, ra- uh, raping the women and cutting those babies out of our, our, our mother's bellies and tearing our men apart, these nations were prospering. They were enjoying right, right. themselves while we were in the tribulation. And so now these nations are going through tribulation. But Israel is to rejoice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Brother John, you there? I am here. Okay. Brother Leonard, you have anything? Well, a couple of things. I just, uh, he was mentioning that uh, America is an empire and uh, Rome is an empire. And I was, I was uh, looking along the lines of the word beast. I think the beast is more appropriate, but, uh, Anyway, so uh, I just wanted to say that these people operate off of fear. And so uh, in order to get past that, you have to banish uh, fear, the fear of death from your heart. And then, you, then, you are, then you're able to think straight. As long as you have, you are, you are, your heart is gripped with fear, you can't think straight. You can't act properly. And, when you, uh, so, and then when you die in that, in that predicament, you die like a jackass. So, uh, number two is the faith, believing that uh, life and death is in y'all's hands, and y'all control everything. And then don't be careless, but be cautious. Right. Right. Good words to live by, uh, Sister Eliana and uh, Brother Leonard. Good words to live by. Um <clears throat> And I, I wanted to chime in, Brother John. You know, I'm trying to set up everything, but I still want to, as a panelist, comment too here and there, if I may, if that's okay. Of but course. I wanted to just uh, chime in on what we just heard with the audio. I do think Sister Eliana and yourself has a point. I do. And now, if this thing don't let up, obviously this guy going to look like a, a, a prophet if it never lets up, if we never go back to business as you would you. I mean, never. Like, folks start going out of business, companies start shutting down. Some of these companies we were in six months ago never, ever come back to life. America goes down, the dollar drops, and the Wall Street start throwing flips, people start pulling out. Because CEOs are resigning like crazy. Uh, I heard that uh, Gates pulled his money out of the dollar, not all of it, but some of it. A lot of people moving their money out of the dollar. When you start seeing this stuff, something is on the horizon. But let me just talk about that audio really quickly. I, like what Cecilia said, the gentleman does not, I don't think, have the revelation of who we are as a people. So that's missing in his eschatology, if you will. However, I, I was blessed by the audio tremendously because one thing he said is don't pray. Pray the Father's will. And that's what a lot of believers 
need to be reminded of. We're not Americans. We are of the kingdom. And what the Father's will is what's best for all of us, not what the president wants, not what the Congress wants, not even what Americans want. We want the kingdom. So that was profound when he said praise will. And I love how he talked about the fear that has gripped the church like never before. Everywhere I look, I see panic and fear. There are people that don't know what they're going to do tomorrow. Tomorrow is April 1st. It's reported that millions of people will not pay their rent. We have never faced it. I don't think it's just the Great Depression. It's going to be really real up in here a little bit. And if this happens over to next month, May 1st, and they still ain't paid rent, and people start getting desperate, they don't have income. Remember, they don't have income. Whatever little unemployment they got, it's not going to hold them for no two or three months. And this is projected to go further past that. It is going to get very interesting, and that's why I did the thought to do this show. Another thing he said really quickly is, I mean, Cecilia made a very good point. She said what he didn't address is why isn't there, why is there the judgment? Well, he mentioned some things, but like she says, the persecution of the Israelites is is very important. Hitler even mentioned that, that y'all got God's people. But he did make some more points when he said homosexuality, homosexuality, out of control, lasciviousness, adultery. Yes, the Father's going to judge America. The Bible talks about how we are going to be judged. And, uh, John, you've been talking about how this is the end time. This is, uh, you had uh, sent me something earlier, and I even changed the name just a little bit, because you were saying this is the end. How did you say it? You said... Your exact words, the, the end, end is, is near. near. The that, end that, is that's near. The joke. Yeah, that really was a play on words. Uh, normally you see, you know, like a person who looks like they're homeless and they're all haggardly holding up that sign. But the fact is that, I kid you not, sometimes I wonder if I should hold the sign up. And keep in mind that the end is near, but it's not yet. Uh, when the Messiah spoke with his disciples right. in Matthew 24. That, that's why I had changed uh, it, because I didn't want people to think well, this show is saying this is it. And that's exactly what the title would do. That's why I changed it to uh, End Time Prophecy. But like you said, the end is near. Well, people, if I had to put that title out there, people would be saying, well, if this is the if the end is near, and this right here is just, I do think, I do think like you think, John, that this is a test. Right now, that's what I think. That's what I'm, that's, like I said, I don't know that I know that I know. I'm not as sure as I am about this about other things, but I do think the powers that be is a test, and I think it probably a little while it's going to let up. Now, before it let up, I think it's going to be a lot of craziness happening with desperation. It's already happening. It's already happening. People don't get desperate. You can't not pay people. Americans are not, they don't have the kind of bank accounts to last them more than two or three months. Some people, they live paycheck by paycheck. And this is going to cause good people to do bad if this thing don't let up really quickly. So, but I love what the brother said in, in wrapping this up. Before we go to some other topics, if y'all want, is what happens if you do get the virus? What happens if you do get the coronavirus, COVID-19? So what? God is a healer. And if it is to take you out, like Pastor Paul said, in one hand, I glory in to be with the Savior. In another hand, I glory to be with you. We're too devastated by death. The brother was right on point with that. What happens if you do get it? Like Shaq, Rack, Meshach, and Abednego. So what, King, if you don't deliver us, we're still not going to bow down. 
We're just too rattled by this disease, this epidemic, this crisis. He went on to say, pray for, uh, uh, pray this, pray that this right here will bring people to repentance. And that's normally what it does. I cannot tell you how many people saw my, they got closer to God, they start reading their Bible. This happened now one one. It might didn't last for some people, but this is an excellent time, like the brother was saying, to share the gospel. Because people are, even Trump, with his crazy self, should probably say that, but even he commented on the suicide rate. A lot of people don't know that. There's a lot of people killing themselves, folks. This is serious. We may not feel the pain, but there's a lot of people that are forced to live with their wives because they've always been out in the street forced to be around their children who don't appreciate them, and now they have to face some family dynamics that they've been running from, but this coronavirus has forced them into the home and forced them to be more with their family, and they just, it's not working out, and it's causing problems, but at the same time, some families are coming together. So I really thought a lot of good things he said. There were some things missing, but I, 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 I really I like where he's at in terms of trust the most high. Whatever you whether this is the big one or whether or not this is it, people are dying. That's true. People are scared. That's true. And I don't want to belittle their pain and suffering tonight. So if that's you, remember what the brother said. This shouldn't rattle believers, this shouldn't rattle pastors, this shouldn't rattle evangelists, apostles and all of that. Trust in the most high. If you don't believe in Jesus and you just believe in the old testament God, trust in that God. Trust him. Look for him to lead and guide you. I have a lot of ideas I'd like to share at some point on this show, but uh, some strategies with regards to, um, you know, families doing this, that, and the other on a natural, fleshly, carnal level that really will save your life, and maybe I'll get around to that. But in the meantime, what that brother shared will hold you. It's not the best that Sister Eliana Connor was alluding to, Brother John. He was off on some things, but he wasn't off on... Don't fear. Wear your helmet of salvation. Wear your armor. Like the uh, song when I open up with, you, you soldiers of Jah, you show soldiers of Yah, ready or not, we are in battle. Whether or not this is a big one or they're testing the new world artists doing this thing, that they have their hands on this, on this right here. This may not be the big one, as Brother John was saying, but people are dying. People are losing hope. And God forbid you have a funeral right now. Nobody can even attend your funeral. Go ahead, Brother John. I just want to just say those. Say that. Okay. Well, <clears throat> my goodness. Um, if we, that, you know, I, I'm, I'm personally done with that clip. If anyone wants to complete uh, more comments on that clip, by all means, you're welcome to do so. I want to get on whatever the lady's name is from last week. <laughs> so, Sister uh, Eliana, Brother Leonard, did you, did you all want to further comment on the, uh, the clip that we listened to? Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Please forgive me, everybody. There's been a hand up, and his hand was up right after the clip, and I didn't see it. That's all my fault. I apologize again. Uh, Paula, be, be patient with us, okay? Brother John, we do have a hand up. I think you should get this hand. It's been up since the clip went off. No doubt. Okay, Eric Code one seven three five zero. We're coming to you right now. Please forgive me. Uh, we just wanted to comment on the clip and other things. Are but your your line is wide open now. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. Shalom, shalom. This uh, 
Apostle Malachi. How y'all doing? Good. Um, Good. How are you? I'm blessed, blessed, blessed. I just wanted to let everybody know that um, this this Sunday at uh, nine o'clock, um, we're asking everybody that wherever you're at, if you have the time, can you just pray wherever you're at um, for an hour or at least thirty minutes or fifteen minutes at nine o'clock uh, a.m. this Sunday at April the fifth. Pray about the condition of the world, and that people will repent, and that those who have the corona will be healed. And I just want to make a brief comment um, about um, uh, about you know natural disasters and uh, man-made disasters. Uh, of course, there's a debate whether or not this was man-made, or, or whether or not the Most High brought on this plague. Uh, Nevertheless, nothing happens without uh, the Most High either willing it or, or allowing it to happen. And we have a perfect example of that where um, the Most High didn't will for Job to be uh, prosecuted by by Satan, but Satan, but he did permit Satan to attack Job. Well, uh you know, this thing may not be of the most high, but nevertheless, he is allowing it, and I believe he's allowing it because he sees that it's getting people's attention, because people, you know, they mock people that preach on the street. They mock the preachers that preach in the pulpit in the building. They disregard, uh, uh, they, they disregard the people who uh, preach the word and who teach the word because they feel as if we have no authority they feel as if we have no power, and they feel as they feel as if, well, hey, I don't have to do it anyway. You understand? Um, but the Most High knows how to allow some things to come come along, where you will acknowledge His sovereignty, you will reverence Him. When, when the Bible says fear, it it really means reverence Him. You will acknowledge Him. Even the demons acknowledge His sovereign power. You understand? Uh, but the sinner will acknowledge his sovereign power. And if he has to allow uh, uh, calamities and man-made disasters to happen to get people's attention, then he will. And we should teach not necessarily the fear of, of the Most High, but uh, what it means is the reverence of the Most High. If you don't reverence him, he will. There is a consequences. And it's not preaching or teaching fear tactics. We just letting people know that if you don't reverence the Most High, if you don't accept the preach word of the Most High by the preacher or the teacher, then the Most High will allow natural disasters to to to, uh, to take you out of here. Now, the preferred method is for you to accept Him by the love of Yahweh or by the love of Jesus. That's the preferred method. That's why we preach the love. But at the same time, we got to warn you about the consequences of rejecting the love and sacrifice of Christ. We have to warn you if you reject this love, what's the other side of the stick? We're not trying to scare you, but we have but we're just warning you that if you don't accept the love of, of, of Christ, here's the consequences right here. Because actually, Jesus came to save us from the wrath of Yahweh, off of the wrath of God that is to come. 
He came to save us from his wrath that is to come. So uh, it's not necessarily a fear tactic because we do preach the love of, of Yahweh Shah or the love of Christ. But at the same time, we got to let them know here's the consequences for rejecting the love. The consequences is you're going to be subjected to plague, famine, and uh, I believe that this is the beginning of sorrows. I believe that the beginning of sorrows actually happened some decades ago. But I believe that this is in the stages towards uh, the revelation. I believe the tsunami that happened in Southeast Asia was a part of it. I believe 9-11 was a part of it. Uh, it, it it's happening in stages. And that's all I would like to say. Thank you very much. And if I can pick it back really quickly off of something he uh, was saying, Brother Malachi, don't forget about the locusts. The brother in the audio was talking about different things happening around the world. Don't forget about the locusts that was really yeah, plaguing yeah. in Africa. Right yeah, now. It was yeah. a major epidemic not too long ago. More than one country of locusts. So, just apply. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I wanted to say I do, I do agree. You know that the the people we do preach the love of the Most High through his through his Son Yeshua, Yeshua. But what what I really wanted to focus on is that in the narrative, in the in the common Christian narrative, the Hebrew Israelite or the Israelite or the restoration of Israel is not really part of their narrative. And what it ends up, what I've always heard is that, you know, the end times, the earthquakes in diverse places, then, you know, the beginning of sorrows, all of these things, nations rising against nations. Then we come to the um, the battle of Har Megiddo, or what they call Armageddon, uh, which is Mount Megiddo. And so then, then the narrative goes to uh, the battle of Har Megiddo, where the, where the Messiah has come now back physically upon the earth, and he's doing battle, and then all the nations come, and they're ba- they gathered against the Messiah, and then he slaughters them in this battle, and the blood goes up to the, the horse's bridle. And so this is what we hear, but then they stare, but they never go on to preach the rest of it, that it's a time where Israel is rest- restored that the, the nation is restored and that the people are going to, it's going to be, what is it, uh, more than seven months or so many months where they're going to be burying the bodies. But this is talking about also the restoration of Israel. So what I'm really, the point I'm really trying to make here is all of these judgments of the Messiah, even the Messiah coming to save us from the wrath. Remember, Moses prophesied that the Messiah was going to come out of the brethren of Israel. And he was going to save his people from their sins. Um, I don't know all the mistranslations in the Bible, but the scripture, what we learned is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But that is actually not in keeping with what Moses even said about the Messiah. Even Yeshua said himself, I have only come, I have not come, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So the promise of the salvation was really to us the promise of saving us from the wrath is to the disobedient, hard-headed nation of Israel. Yes, we know that the love of God extends toward the nations as well. But really the crux of this whole thing is about Israel. So even when we we hear the the new heaven and new earth, Israel is restored. And that's evident in the new 
uh, temple with all the gates with the names of all of the 12 uh, um, sons of Jacob. So what I'm really saying is that I'm not, I'm not downplaying the work of the ministry in the earth, but what I am saying is that the message is half taught, and this is why the people don't understand. See, we suffered. Our nation physically suffered for breaking the commandments, and the nations are taught, Oh, just come, he's a loving God, and if you want you come, you'll have all these wonderful things. But when they break the commandments, they don't understand. When the punishments come, they don't understand. It's not a, it's not a matter of just being saved or giving your life to salvation. It is being committed and being obedient and walking uh, in the truth of the commandments, keeping them, doing them, and living as a Hebrew Israelite in the presence of the kingdom of the Most High. That's what this is really about. And so the nations don't know this, and the churches don't teach it because they don't know. But we physically have experienced over 400 years of this, and so we need to be telling the people, hey, the reason why all of these things, yes, you are disobedient, but they weren't given his commandments. We were. They weren't given his statutes and laws. We were. And so when they say, yes, I'll accept you and come under the banner, they don't know what that really means. So in that, the brothers said that. You don't know the God you're serving. They really do need to understand the God that they are coming to to put their trust up under and saying we're going to keep his ways. It's the same thing that happened um, after our ancestors came out of Egypt the first time and Moses laid it down to them. And he had the blood, you know, the, the calf, and they said, all of these things we will do. And when he sprinkled the blood, he said, now this covenant is for not just for you that are standing here, but it's going to be for your children and for all those who are far off, even us. This is why it's so important. And when the nations come and say, oh, we accept you, they are also coming under that same criteria. And so this is what they need to understand, the severity, because like Brother John said, when this thing rolls over, all of those popcorn conversions aren't going to last unless they really have an understanding, a real understanding of why they need to really be obedient and follow the Most High. Because once the, once the, the seeming threat has passed and we're going back into la-la land and we're having our vacations and our fun, so will those commitments to the Most High that we will follow you and keep your commandments. So the Father is looking for a mature relationship, a real commitment, not just from Israel, but anyone who wants to sojourn and come under their leadership and the Godhead, they need to understand the reality. And yes, we already know that the wicked will be destroyed because in the garden, we understand the serpent had a seed and his seed is going to be destroyed out of the earth. Yeshua told his disciples, the wheat and the tear. There's already tear that's grown up. You don't know who really is wheat or who is really tear. So yes, the wicked is going to, you know, they're coming along with us, but they have to be rooted out. So yes, that they're going to be destroyed. But for those that want to walk with the Most High, they have to come under the same Godship, the headship, the leadership of Israel. They have to be obedient the same way. Very well. <clears throat> very well. Anyone want to comment on that? That's very well put, um, Sister Eliana. Thank you. You're right, welcome. So, uh, yeah, the 
folks, I think the one takeaway that we can at least glean at this point is that the there are practical steps that you can take to try and make sure that you do not catch the coronavirus. As Seth stated earlier, even if you do with an 85% recovery rate at this point in time, um, but for sure on this earth, one of two things, you'll either be caught up in the sky or you're going to go six feet under at some given point in time, uh, at least your actual body will. Uh, not knowing when that time will be, that should be enough to make you say, you know, um, Hold on a second, Brother John. Hold on a second. Everybody, is Brother John breaking up to y'all or is just that mean? Really quick, quickly. Yes, he's breaking up. Okay, Brother John, you're breaking up. Uh, oh, before we go any further, uh, Pastor, uh, Pastor Malachi, were you done with your question? Your line is still open. I want to close your line. Does Sister Eliana answer your question? Okay. I think he's the line. Okay. All right. Go ahead and proceed, Brother John. Let's see if it's better. I just shut down his line, and maybe there's too many lines up. But go ahead, Brother John. Yeah, it's a pretty succinct statement. That, that being, yeah, your uh, line. Hold on, Brother. It's your line. It's your line. Brother John, call back, please. Okay. All right. Sister Eliana, thank you for those words. Brother Leonard, did you have any comments on what Sister Eliana was sharing earlier? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just wanted to kind of jump off of what she was saying. Uh, we, we get a, we get a story at the birth of Jacob and Esau uh, that when, when they was, they were twins, and when they came out, uh, when it was birth, birth, uh, Jacob got a hold of Esau heel, and that was, a, that's a prophecy. So it's, it's either it's in the world today, either Jacob is ruling or Esau is ruling, and we know right now that Jacob has, has been over here for four hundred years in captivity. Esau is ruling. So we at the end of Jacob's rule. I mean, we at the end of Esau's rule. Jacob's getting ready to rule. And so what you have to understand is that the prophecies that in the end times, all the end times is about, is about Israel. And so when you understand that, you go to uh, the coronavirus. When it first started, it was, you know, melanated people couldn't, it couldn't affect melanated people. But as of yesterday, it's uh the, the uh blacks are more susceptible to the to the coronavirus and especially the males. And so so they have Detroit, New Orleans and Chicago hold on, hold on. is a hot spot. Hello? Hold on one second. You said blacks are more successful successful? Yeah, as of, as of yesterday. They they said that blacks are more susceptible to the virus. See they go they the same thing with AIDS. At first it was a white male. Right. Right, and now, right. then the black woman ended up leaving. I haven't heard that. I would love to know where you heard that from. Well, well it's, it's, it's a guy that did an awesome job. It's a video called, uh, called, um, Gavin Christ Church. They, they, he put it out last night. It was, uh, what they didn't tell you, how to prepare, how to prepare for what they did not tell you. Okay, so hold on a second. This wasn't an authoritative. I mean, anybody can have truth, y'all. I do understand that. But what happened right. is, if you if you start going on one person, you're gonna literally hear anything and everything under the sun. So no, I don't no, know. No. Who, is 
Well, what, what I'm doing is what I'm doing is I'm, I, what I what I could do when I'm t- when I'm dealing with people is connect all the dots, both both uh, current events, the scriptures, and you know the information that's out. So so what happened is when you understand that the most high tells us nothing new under the sun. Well, wasn't they killing males, black males in Egypt, and didn't didn't Haman try to kill the kill the Israelites in in uh in the meeting Persian Empire. I understand what you're saying. You're talking about how the prophecy, how it's always after the male and Israel being the key. I understand exactly right. what you're saying. Right. We, so, and, so, and you may wind up right in terms of uh, in the end, they flip the script, and you could be ahead of everybody. Brother, you could be a very much ahead of us. 30, I'm not going to even say 20 years. And it, it very well may switch to that, but right now, the knowledge that's common right now couldn't don't necessarily be the truth. You know how we know you know who's talking now. So we can't trust these folks. So what Brother okay. Lynn is saying is it's said that we are more susceptible susceptible to it. Now I know what the melanin and it, 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 it could be right. He could be right because at the reason Africa and South America is not getting it, they're talking about this because of the climate. But what happens if you're in a cold condition and you are melanated? Melanins are very strong and potent, you know. So I, I, I hear you. Go ahead with your comment. I just don't know. I just don't want people to say, wait a minute, I ain't heard that. So he, this brother just kind of speaking prophetically. But go ahead. Right. So, so, your so, line so, is so. now open, brother John. Your line is now open. So, so, so as, okay. of, as, of, as, of, as of yesterday, Detroit, New Orleans, and Chicago is hot spots. And so, so, so. With the information and the understanding and the research that I've done, we we know it's a it's a it's a it's a system that's been in place since back when Lyndon Lyndon Johnson signed it into law was the King Alfred plan. And if you go and do that research, that's part of the plan. They're gonna round up the African American, which is the Israelite, in Chicago, in in Atlanta, in Detroit, in New Orleans. So so the plan they they came in. One way, but they, but like I was saying before, when you understand, end times is all about the Israelites. So it's always going to end up dealing with the Israelites. So that's where we at as of, as of yesterday. Well, hold on, the let me whole, ask you a question. Hold on, you're saying a lot there. Hold on, I'm going to let John jump here as moderator here, but I'm going to ask you this quick question. According to the way you're putting that, you're sounding like this is the big one then. If you just said black cities are now going to be covered going to have going to um, house this disease more so or this this virus more so than our white counterparts this would be that then that's what this it would is be the big one so is that's that what, what you're is. saying i'm not trying to put words in your mouth but if what because what i'm thinking is it's a test i'm not for sure i'm not well, as certain as you are real, real quick real quick real quick so so so, what I, so, so. Real quick, hold on hold on hold on a second hold on because i'm not going to talk long here Really quick, because you got the mic. I'm just interjecting because I want you to finish with what you feel in your spirit, because you could very well be right. I don't know. But I kind of believe, like Brother John, that it's a test by the New World Order. It's not the big one where, you know, I feel like it may, people are going to suffer and be desperate for the next two, three, four months, a lot of crime, and we're going to really see a lot of deaths, you know, if this thing don't let up. However, I don't think this is the big one. But what you're saying is no. Detroit, black cities is about to really get this. And if that happens, this is not no test. This will be it. 
Am I right? Right, right. So, so you said you said you said it is a test, but the test was doing Katrina. New Orleans. I believe they, that. They, and the, and the, during I the time that. of New Orleans, right? During 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 the time of New Orleans, during the time of Katrina, they took them into the uh, Superdome and they 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 assessed all that. So what they're doing now? We, as all, of yesterday, we all agree. I think we all this line agree. Katrina was the test. We passed that. And we also agree that the northeast side of the United States, there was a blackout with the electricity. That was a part of the test as well. There's been numerous tests on multiple uh, of, of our people to see how we respond. But do you? So you don't think this here now, this coronavirus, is a test? Well, well let's look at it. Let's look at it. So, so, so now, now you got all of the the sports arenas been shut down. So now in Detroit, they putting them in the arena in Detroit. They put them in the arena in in New Orleans. They put them in the arena in uh, Chicago. New Orleans, New Orleans, Katrina was was a template. And I think what I can I just interject a little bit, <clears throat> Brother Leonard. Okay. Please. I think what you're saying is that what what we're seeing is, and we have to remember, if we're talking new world order. We're talking about Satan establishing his kingdom and, a, and trying to have his throne above the Father. He's trying to reset the order. Okay, so then if, if Esau is the end of the, the old world and Jacob is the beginning of the new, so then there is a clash between the, the, the order of Jacob because Jacob's kingdom is the kingdom of Yah on the earth. And if... Satan is still trying to resurrect his kingdom on the earth with the quote-unquote new world order, then, yes, they have to, they, they think they can fight against Israel and fight against Jacob, fight against the Most High and establish their order if they can eliminate Jacob's seed from the earth. But they forget that the Most High has all power. But it's very interesting that they could be targeting our um, our people in this way, especially in those cities that are, have high concentrations of his of Israelites living in those cities. So I think that's what Brother Leonard is bringing out. We have to be careful because if they're flipping the script, then our prayers should be for our brethren and also for the hand of the Most High to come in and to help. He said he's a very present help in the time of trouble. And he will send us help from the sanctuary. Okay. So. Okay. okay. So, so, so understand, understanding that, then you got to go to, which I think I don't think a lot of people know, the uh, the, the the throne that's in Great Britain that Queen Elizabeth sits on. They the the there's a stone under that chair. It's the stone they call it the stone of destiny. Supposedly the stone that David killed Goliath with. So, so the powers that be when you say they. You talk about Esau, and he has that he has that throne in this in Great Britain, David's throne. And what they want to do is they want to take that throne back to Jerusalem. That's what you. That's what you. That's what. If you don't understand that, then you won't see what the events that's taking mm-hmm. place. So they they, they want to remove that stuff. So so you say wh- who is that? They claim to be, uh, uh descendants from David. And from the 29th dynasty, from the pharaohs. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you say, well, what are you talking about? Well, uh, uh, 
Bethno was, was Philip's daddy. Philip was Alexandra's daddy. That's one of Esau's children. So that's Esau sitting in that throne. So they want to take that throne back to Jerusalem. And they want a, a new world order, the same way where Hitler wanted. He wanted to rule the world from Jerusalem. But they want to rule it from what the land mass that the most high, that the that uh, the creator gave Abraham from Goshen all the way to to the uh Euphrates. That's what you mm-hmm. see all the turmoil in Israel. So they so they do in that. But but, okay, but, if but I may. like I was saying Go ahead. The when I say that this is a test, like for instance, what Brother Leonard has mentioned involves uh, Israelites, uh, quote unquote, African Americans in various cities. Right. What I'm trying to explain is that the New World Order is a world order. If you go and look in Daniel 11:41, it's going to let you know that only Edom and Moab. With only Edom and Moab, uh, and that's uh, will be, I'll say, land masses, or I haven't figured that part out yet. But that's they're the only ones who will be untouched by this world order. This world order cannot come into place without subduing the land of the free and the home of the brave, and you will not subdue the land of the free and the home of the brave unless you take their guns. That's what I'm referring to, that this is okay. a test. When they go after okay. those guns, when they go after those guns, that's when it's going to go down. Right now, this is uh, – I can absolutely agree with Katrina being a template, so to speak, as to how to round up African Americans. They put them in the arenas or put them in the stadiums or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I can agree with that 100%. But – the gun question has not come come into play with this particular virus. And that question will absolutely have to be answered in this particular country because you're not going to just walk in and get these people's guns. They, they're literally going to fight in the streets to keep these guns. That's what I'm referring to. When they go after the guns, that's when you know the ish just got real. That's what I'm referring to. So 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 you so uh, I'm just my thing is I'm trying I try to connect the dots because you know so anyway so when and if you go back to the beginning Satan was kicked out with a third of the angels well a lot of people right. just they just get there and they they get there and they they threw with it Satan was the was the high priest the angel the angels that was kicked out with him were priests it was a priesthood so okay one moment uh, when you say that they're a priesthood. And understanding the nature of what a priest does, how do you how, how did you come up with that Satan was a high priest and the angels were a priesthood? Just not saying that it wasn't. I'm not denying that they were or were not. Were, were not. I'm just asking, how did you come up with that particular statement? So, so if you got a, if you have a. Uh, in, in the temple, in the temple that was in Jerusalem during the time of David, you had a high mm-hmm. priest, right? Okay, it's a temple in heaven. But you had the high, you had you had the high priest in in the wilderness. That's where the where Aaron was originally became the high priest. But yes, you did have a high priest in Jerusalem, um, 
and they built that temple in Jerusalem. And yes, you did have a high priest who had been working out out of a tabernacle or a tent, as it were, prior to that time. Right, but I'm saying I'm saying I'm saying not pertaining to the tabernacle when the temple was built. Solomon built the temple. It was a high yes. priest in the yes. temple. The high priest was yes. over worship. The high priest was over worship. He had he had twelve different men, one from each tribe. They came in and uh, they they had they had a cycle. One would come in right. for a whole month with twenty some thousand people with him every every month. So we you got a temple in heaven. Let, let, me, let, me, let me do this. Let me do this, uh, fellow speak, uh, gentlemen, because what y'all saying is very, very, very good. But in the end, brother, brother Leonard, if you're able to convince brother John, brother John's gonna get the revelation. Gonna be excited, or uh, you're gonna get the revelation because brother John gonna present something that's gonna be excited. But then the mass of people that's the phone call is gonna get bored because that's not. Well, what I'm going somewhere with it. So I'm going somewhere with it. I want, I want us to get back to again. Brother John was saying he was trying to show how. You know why he felt this was more like a template and so forth. But I guess what I'm trying to say is this, folks: we can get, we can go there. We just really can. I really enjoy it personally. If I want to get a little selfish, I, I can just, I really want y'all to finish. And I'm not lying. I really want y'all to because that was good. But I know that people are going to be tuning in to hear about again survival skills. Many of them are going to want to be, uh, uh, going to want to hear about. Uh, what's happened, Brother John dropped. Hopefully that was accidental. Um, I'm right here. Okay. You, oh, okay. I saw where your line dropped. I guess that was earlier. Okay. I'm so glad you didn't drop, but I saw moderator drop. So that was from earlier. Okay. So good. Listen, again, folks, we're talking about the coronavirus, survival plans, America unemployed, people at home don't know what they're going to do. Should they Uber? Should they do this? Should they do that? They can't work nowhere because there's nobody hiring unless you go into because it's going to be Kroger's or Amazon. There's certain people that's hiring, but they're having trouble with Amazon because somebody got the coronavirus. They want to know what should they do. You know, I'll turn it to y'all show because I want to know what to do. And that's what they we're rewind. talking about, folks. Huh? They rewind. We already told them what to do. They just hit rewind and go back. They'll hear Sister Eliana, Brother Leonard, myself, and you say, hey, this is what you should do. We may have been there may have been a variance with a few minor points. The major points were all the same. So if they well, are, let me let if, me explain if, what what I'm, what's in my heart. Let me just share what I'm talking about. Now, folks, remember part of the title tonight is end time prophecy. So the brothers was not that off. Okay, I just didn't want them to go into the deep into this that because I know the deeper they go, the more they lose the common people. So just know this: there was an off point some degree because we are talking about end time prophecy. How does this relate to the Bible? How does this relate to your Bible? Is the Father doing this? Y'all got to listen to Brother Leonard, Sister Eliana, and Brother John and myself and just gleam in your own spirit whether or not you hear this is the Father's doing or is it man-made. You're hearing a lot of information. We're not twins tonight. We're going to come at you with various ways. You got to listen to your own spirit. So we're going to put something out there for you with regards to end time. Like we said, we're going to deliver tonight. Also, we're going to talk about survival plans. So I just want to share this to the families listening. The more we stick together, and I'm going to be quick, the more we stick together with regards to surviving, the better off we'll be. Everybody that's on their own, proud, don't want to tell you they lost their job, 
don't know how they're going to feed their kids after like two months because they only had savings to like a month. I mean, people don't, I mean, it's for real. That's what people are at right now. Millions of American folks, it's going to double. More people, my my wife just told me today, she got was in a conference call and 20 people in her company now is it, being fired. The company is only like 50 people. So just that fast, half a company gone. That's what's happening. Tomorrow, there's going to be more cuts. Tomorrow, there's going to be more If this don't stop, within two months, nobody's going to have a job. Think about that. Now, there's some places they have to stay open, utility companies, et cetera, et cetera, water. But they're saying that there could be a blackout with electricity. What are we going to do? What are they going to do? This is what I want to just share really quickly. Families need to come together, and I believe maybe two or three people say, I want to go out and buy as much water as I possibly can as they will allow. And you need to keep buying water, and that's all you need to buy, along with whatever your little personal family needs. But you need to specialize in water. Another three members can specialize in lentils. Another three can specialize in tissue or household goods. Another can specialize in what happens. You know, a few people need to have gas ovens, and the family needs to come together, and they all wipe, you know, do the whole alcohol and make sure at the door everybody's clean. You know, you can have the, even the power from inhaling steam that can kill the coronavirus instantly because the steam is on. There's ways to where you can kind of, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, sanitize your household with, you know, as a family when you come together. And then you can cook, grill out, you know, in the middle of a blow, uh, a blackout. Every family needs about two grillers and where they can go. Everybody needs weapons. If you don't own weapons, it's not a problem. Somebody do. Have these events at houses where because when people get desperate, I'm telling you, folks, hear me. They're going to come after your stuff. That is the truth. Just watch these cities that have already been quarantined a little longer and heavier and tell me his brother said smoking on something tonight. So I really think families need to come together and discuss whatever you're Maybe you don't like what I just said. Well, say, say it the way you want. Do it the way you want. Ask the Most High Father. I heard the show. I heard the end time processes. I don't think this is you, or I think this is you. But like the brother said in the video, audio, God's going to give us a plan. We ain't got to fear this thing. And if you do happen to be someone that come across the coronavirus, we need to be lay hands on people and claim their healing. People were healing both the Old and the New Testament. Healing is for the, the, us, especially Israelites. This is the children's bread. We don't have to fear this coronavirus, COVID-19. Know that. 85% recover even without probably prayer, a lot of those people. Just by just, you know, they're recovering. 85%, 50% is dying. If you become part of the 15, if you become one of those who got it, just know the Father is a healer. Again, families, we need to come together, have meetings. You don't have to come together physically. You can have all types of uh, meetings, uh, phone connections. This is what people are doing, talking with their family members. And I want the guests, that I've, uh, Brother Leonard and Sister Eliana and the moderator, to comment on what I'm saying. Any ideas along these lines, practical things that people can do 
to, uh, of course, we know about Washington. Y'all here, we don't have to repeat none of that stuff. We didn't lose by six feet and all that. Everybody know that. But, I mean, what's some other innovative things you can think of? Because some of y'all are very, we're some very smart people out there on the on this call. If, you, if you're on the phone lines, you listen, you want to chime in, brother, uh, Pastor Malachi, your hand is up. Maybe I'll put you one to your hand to go down because you may want to come on with something. But I'm just saying, what do you have to say with what I've said? Again, uh, families coming together and participating in this group, uh, specializing in this, and then you'll have everything, and then you can go to certain people for certain things. And like I say, guard it, guard it, guard it. Uh, you know, If you don't believe in weapons, guard it. Have a security system. This is not time to play because you know a lot of us are not in place 24-7. And don't play around with your family like that. Uh, any, any, anybody want to comment on that? Yeah. <laughs> Not only one I was time. Say, that was. It's really good. The, the information is great, um, but I think it's a little bit premature. People are just still reeling from the toilet paper right now. You know, actually, this is a good time to go into stores, and you don't have to really go too early. Because stores are starting to be restocked, it's like all the panic has already hit, and people that just, you know, bought up as much toilet paper as they could and water, you know, and then they put the limits. But now you can go in, and uh, and you can actually find things. You can find water. You can find toilet paper. So the, the panic has died down out there, so that's really good. And, you know, you can do a network, like you said. That's a good idea as well, to do a network of, Families that will um, share once you know if, when, and if those stores actually do close their doors because product is not coming through, people are walking off the job. Well, I wanted to comment. I saw yesterday on um, the nightly news that the those shoppers in Amazon, those warehouses and Whole Foods and things, they're walking off the job. They're striking. <laughs> I don't know what was that. I don't know who was that or what was that, but I hope we watch the phone lines. Go ahead, Sister Eliana. Sister Eliana? Okay. Well, apparently that may have been something going on in her background. Um, Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead, Sister. Go ahead. It's all right. That happens. Folks, we all live. Okay, so I found out that the – okay, the – Warehouse, the people that actually are doing that shopping, they're actually going on strike. And they're, they're saying that they're not given enough gloves, they're not given the masks, they're not protected. So if I was telling my family, my parents today, if you have the shoppers uh, leaving their work and they're not filling those online grocery orders, and then the truckers, they're saying that truckers are having to wait like, eight hours because people are walking off. They can't get those um, those trucks packed to get that product out. So we haven't felt that, that wave yet. We just came through the wave of there's no toilet paper on the shelves. What do we do? What do we do? And the panic that, oh, they're going to close the stores down. So now we're, we're getting ready. Beg your pardon? Can Go I, ahead. Can I, Go ahead. Can, I, can I ask you a question along those lines? I want you to keep on. I'm not about to take over anything. I want you to finish, Cecilia. But I live in a place where it's a certain comfort level. Now, if I go down the street of Fort Worth, Dallas, 
It's different. It's really different. And I have to remind myself, the way you live in Euless, that is not our people. Fort Worth is our people. Dallas is our people. Multi, um, you know, Metropolitan is our people. What they're saying is there is record amount of unemployment. You're right. Everybody don't went to the store, and they don't, they don't store it up for, like, I don't know, probably two weeks. So there's no rush because they got all this food in their houses. But if they're telling the truth, and there's record amount of unemployment, and nobody literally have a job in a little bit in a while, eventually those people are going to go back to the store when they run out. And I just thank God, the most I y'all, those that plan will live in Goshen. Those that don't will be there saying, mouth open. And that's normally always our people. So I'm asking you, quick, quick interjection, what do you think is going to happen if these people don't go to work in, like, let's say, two months? Well, that's where I, that's where I was going before you interjected. <laughs> Because I was saying, it was I watched tonight. In New, it was this is in New York, right? But this is happening in New York right now. So all of those warehouse workers are walking off. So what that means is, those people are not going to be able to get those online groceries. So then you got the truckers that are backing up. They're waiting eight hours. And like I said, we haven't felt the wave. They're saying, yes, people are unemployed right now. But then, you know, if the if this doesn't come back online, if the country doesn't come back online and people start to go to the store and then the stores are not opening anymore because they didn't get product, because there's nobody that, that's wanting to risk their lives to do that warehouse work and possibly catch coronavirus. So that means all distribution shuts down all over the country. There's going to be panic, and nobody has stored up enough food to to last six months, a year, if we have to go through the secondary um, phase of the reboot, the restart, to try to get things back online. I don't think anybody right now has that much surplus in their, you know, in their personal family storage system that so, they're preparing so for a six, Really quickly, if those of you that's listening to the show, we're going to wrap up very shortly. I promise you, we're not going over four at all tonight if, if, we, if we're going to try to wrap up like quickly. So those of you that's listening to the show, if you want to keep listening to the few more minutes we're going to be on, you have to call the phone number, 914-205-5590. So, see, Eliana, you can continue. I just had a quick question. You're saying the panic is going to sit in. Shouldn't we be planning now for that panic? We should be, but what I'm saying is um, – we should be, those of us who are aware and understand that this may go on longer, because like Brother John said, if it's just a test, then we should be back up and running by spring or late spring or early summer. That means business as usual, things go back to normal. People say, oh, I got too much toilet paper. You know, now they got too much toilet paper. Okay, just keep it. Well, what if we're not online by summer? What if they're 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 um, we're, they're saying that things aren't going to be online because of the fallout because so many people did get sick and they don't want to risk their lives because right now the people that are still working in the stores that are open they're risking their lives 
if this if this virus is communicable and it's airborne like they say, then all of us who are sheltering at place and everybody running in to get a few items and going back home, those people that go to work are are risking their lives. Those people who are in the um, keeping the gas stations open are risking their lives. Those that are working in the warehouses, like up here we have uh, Foster Farms, which is a chicken processing plant, and they process for all over the country and probably the world, and that plant is open, and those people are not practicing social distance. They're working in the cold. They are packing those chickens and doing all of that stuff, making those chicken tenders, chicken McNuggets, whatever, whatever, chicken products for Foster Farms. But they are hiring, and those people are working in close proximity to each other, and they are processing frozen yeah. chicken. I, I want to make a comment. The nation. If I may, Brother Leonard, before you make that go comment, ahead, ahead. I'm about to sign off at 10 o'clock. Um, I appreciate everyone's time. Y'all have a good rest of y'all's evening. Okay, that was Brother John. Everybody knows he leaves at 10. Listen, Brother Leonard, go ahead with your interjection, please. Yeah, well, 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 pertaining to what she was saying about the people walking off. Hold on, hold on, brother. Hold on, hold on. Repeat that. Repeat that. Uh, you, repeat it about the yeah. people walking off. Go ahead, quickly. Yeah, they 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 they, they activated some like uh, thirty thousand, fifty thousand reserves yesterday. So so for for two years. For the people for walking how long? off the job. They activated. That, that's what I'm trying to say. It's not a test. They activated fifty some thousand reserve units yesterday for two years. Because the people are walking off those jobs and they're not going to process. Right. That's true. Right. They bring the army in. Do you know that if that is that the customary time? Maybe whenever they activate them, it's, it's an automatic two years. Is it something like that? Are you are you sure no, no, that? No. No, no, it's not. It's not because when I was I was actually on the site in, in in Katrina, I was there for 16 months when when the whole New Orleans was empty, and they only brought the, they only brought the reserves in when they needed them. So I already they already know what's getting ready to happen, anticipating what's going to happen. They activate these reserve units to come in to fill the voids where the people that's not that don't want to do their jobs that's going to shut down certain processes. They're going to bring the reserves in to do it. They, they, they under orders to do it, so they can't go from. Well, listen, uh, wow. I want to, I want, I, I, Sister Eliana, will you finish? Because I have a question for you and Brother Leonard, yeah. same question, after you're done, though. Brother Leonard, okay, that, so that, that is some strange information. You I hope you're wrong, Brother. That is that is, that is some serious knowledge. Well, this you, is happening. Yeah, so, so what the thing is, we have to, you know, they're, they're this is, we have to be – I get an alert every single day right now during this COVID-19 crisis. So things are changing daily, and so we have to stay on top of the changes. I subscribe to my county's uh, webpage, and I ask them to put me on alert of anything, you know, road closures, uh, robberies, uh, murders, you know, um, Prisoners found, prisoners escaped. I, I, so I, I get, and I've, and I plugged into several different counties here in the Central Valley. So I get an update, you know, every day on something, and I kind of peruse through it to see if anything changed or if anything significant. And, uh, and then I try to watch the nightly business report or the nightly news report, and they do like an overview of the nation and the hot spots and stuff. 
So to get this information, you know, we have to put ourselves forefront for the whole nation. And that's what I've done to keep myself a little bit abreast because I have family all over, you know, all over the United States. So I want to make sure I know what's going on in their area and that I can, if I have a resource for them, I can do that. And I'm also more politically active. And this is, this is what I can tell people. I just got activated for the Red Cross um, to be a part of their volunteer um, specialist team. But it's, I'm going to be doing it from home, which is great. Um, but I told a lot of people, if you really want to be ahead, you need to become a first responder because first res- the military is first for the law, to keep the law, the martial law. First responders like the Red Cross and uh, these things, they also um, get that information as well. So we can be getting the information to let our families know on that are wow. in what's going on. So I wow. have my kids. I told my family, you guys volunteer. And I just did an interview, completed it at 530, and they just sent me my welcome aboard um, email that I am active now with the Red Cross. Wow, yeah, now that is a good idea. That's what I mean. Now, folks, y'all heard that? Those of you that's got a little bit more, you know, you're not moved, you got the wherewithal to do that, that's a great idea. That's what I'm talking about when I say survival skills. Like, somebody needs to major in trying to do just that to get that, that intel. You know, we as families are huge. If we just can come together, I'm telling you, all this individual stuff is going to cause us some problems right about now. You know how we do whenever problems happen or whenever back in the 40s and the 50s when our people was really going through oppression? They stuck together. We're too, that's all, that's all the brother said trying to say tonight. We need to come together as families. Maybe you don't like anything you're on the show tonight, but I know one thing, you as a family need to come together and start uh, brainstorming because you can't keep everything. No family can have everything for six months in one house unless you have a warehouse. And you're going to look like a certain you can then you're just getting robbed. So it'd be, it'd be, it, it would be wise to, you know, like I was saying, or, you know, we got to know what's going on. I think, brother, I'm, I'm afraid of the things that Brother Leonard has said tonight. I mean, I ain't going to lie, because it's just in my spirit, I just don't think he's lying. And I, I, I hear what Brother John is saying. And that's where I have been. Maybe it's a test, but if it's a test, why are they changing laws? Why are there laws to protect people? If 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 the government knows this is just going to be for unemployment just for 30 days, there's no reason to change a law for landlords. If it's just going to be for a couple of months, there's no reason to change laws to protect people so the cars won't be repossessed. They're doing all of this for a reason. And I think it's going yeah, to yeah. if it gets if it gets anywhere near October, I can tell you right now it's going past the election. And if it goes past the election, they can't end it in December because we're going to all say, "Oh, this was all about the election." They can't end it in December. It's American people are going to just have nothing to do with the Republican Party ever again. So it's probably going to be January or February. That's what I'm thinking. But again, I don't know. What do y'all think of that? Well, actually, if it does go past, then, you know, if we're in a state, then uh, Donald Trump stays as president. He can't be removed because right now we're in a national crisis. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what I just part yeah, I okay. to say if it goes anywhere near November, that's what I was trying to say to the Eliana. Donald Trump, we won't be able to vote because of that. Then everybody's going to know if it ends in December. That's what y'all was trying to do all along. So they can't end it in December. Maybe January or February, possibly, then uh-huh. it won't look like it was for the election. Y'all feel me on that? Right. I do, but then we got to look at the fact that this is also happening in other European countries, and now they're adding the African countries. As they hear us, his, 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 uh, I'm sorry, as they listen to the Hebrew Israelites talk on our programs, they are adding the African nations so that it makes it look like it truly is a worldwide pandemic. They listen right. to everything we say. Right, exactly. They got, we've got the CIA, the FBI, we've got them all listening because they know, right. they know yeah. that we have a secret. The, the, the scripture says the secret of the Most High is with the righteous. It's with his people. And so we have a secret, even the churches, the churches that don't understand really who we are and what's really going on, they don't have this information. But for the Hebrew Israelites that have become awake, and we also are spirit-filled, and we know the Father, and we understand, and we know the scriptures, we have been given the secret things. And so when we talk about them on the air to inform our people, they're listening. And so, you know, when we say, when we say, oh, this thing doesn't touch melanated people, they want to disprove that in the media because we are very powerful. We're very influential. See, they thought it was just a friends group down in in Chicago or New York. But this Hebrew, the understanding of Hebrew Israelites, um, awakening is taking catch all over the world. It's all of, they tried to shut down one group. They thought that they, they were the pinpoint group, and they went in, and the FBI went in to audit their books because this, this government punishes with money pain. If they, they put a big fine on you. This is the way they really punish, with money pain. And so they, they, they make it so hard for you to pay your debt to them, which is not really a debt. It's just they create a money pain. So when they went in to bust this one Israelite camp, or group, or headquarters, they suddenly realize it's not just that one. It's the Most High is sovereignly waking people up all over the world. So there is no leader for the Hebrew Israelites right there now isn't. except the Most High Yah. There isn't a leader except the Most High Yah is, his, is our leader. And so we're waking up all over the globe. And so now they, this is something they can't shut down, so they're listening. And when we are talking, they're trying to make it like it's none effect. But see, we passed that 400 years, they're dealing with the most high now. It's not a civil rights movement that they're dealing with where they can point to one leader and if they kill that leader, we'll scatter. It's not that. This is something they can't stop. This is something they cannot stop because it is not centered in one man, one woman. It is centered in the Most High Yah enacting his plan, just like what happened when our ancestors came out of Egypt the first time. It wasn't just Moses and Aaron. It was the Most High that was working in Egypt to show the not just the Egyptians. That information went out worldwide. All the nations knew that the God of the Hebrews was someone you don't play with. Yeah, and it took problem. bringing down the greatest power on the earth at that time, which was Egypt, which kingdom spanned even over here in the Americas. They found 
They found pyramids all over here. The, the, the kingdom of Egypt was an empire, and it spanned the globe. And when you touched that empire and they saw what happened, that information was a noise abroad in all the in the lands, and that's why when they were when was it Balaam or, or Balak that was trying to curse the Israelites, he couldn't. He couldn't he couldn't curse them because the Most High prevented that because it was the beginning, and they saw the the tribes all gathering, and and he had to give a blessing over the nation, and that's what's happened. We're we're in a similar time like that. We're in a similar time. So we, that 400 years has passed, and now we're at the beginning day, you know, we're into the fourth month of the new beginning for Israel as a nation. And it's worldwide pandemic. Man, it may be man-made, but just like um, the other brother said, Brother Malachi said, uh, the Most High is allowing it because he's judging the nation. But they're listening to us because this is a movement that they can't stop. This is not something they can jail one of our leaders or kill one of our young men and the whole thing goes and we become afraid and frightened. This is the move of the Most High, and he is now dealing with these nations. And this is just the beginning. Yeah, this that's is a problem. just the beginning. That's a prophecy that my, you, that my, you my. Brother Lynn, I want you to go in the comment I want you to send in. I want y'all's final, uh, uh, final comments as I wrap up the show. What is what you've heard so far from Cecilia? So what she was just saying was it's a prophecy that nobody seems to know is Isaiah 44, 1 through 5. He, he promised uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob descendants that he would help them in the last days, and he would wake them up. He would pour his spirit out upon them. That's what we're dealing with now. That's what they're finding out. They thought it was just a couple of people, but it's a prophecy that's in Isaiah 44, 1 through 5. Yes, yes, yes. And I just, I mean, folks, again, the show is not just about uh, survival uh, plans and skills and so forth. Plus, that's kind of personal in a way. Uh, it also is about end-time prophecy. People want to know, you know, is God behind this, is man behind this? Uh, is this just a natural disaster? And uh, hopefully over these last four or five shows we've talked about this coronavirus, and every single show we have touched on end-time prophecy. So I hope everybody really get a, a good understanding about this. Either way it go, like the gentleman said at the very beginning, you know, we need to use this opportunity, those of us that know uh, the Father, uh, we need to use this opportunity to to, to be a witness, both both in the flesh and, and verbally, of uh, 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 just we need to be trying to reach out people to the, for the Most High because a lot of them are losing hope and faith and saying, where is the Most High? Why is he allowed this to happen? You know, um, I mean, think about it. I don't know about you personally, or Sister Eliana, you, Brother uh, uh, Leonard, but people are listening that don't have a job. They've been there for 30 years. They make $40 an hour. They, you know, they make very well, and they don't have it. And when they can't go apply because they're too old, you know, people don't always want to hire. There's some people that are younger, the same boat. What do they do? What do they do? So I still think this. I thank the government. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually thank the government for having these uh, programs. This is my final comments on this topic, on this topic that I'm going to go to uh, Brother Leonard and Sister Eliana, and we'll wrap up the show. This is my final comment. I think the government actually for having these uh, these plans where they you know where they allowed uh, the landlord to kind of stay down or stand down and they allow creditors to kind of stand down and you can't evict you can't tow people's cars all these things is what I'm hearing.
lot of research on that. Many of you that don't know what I'm talking about, you need to research it so you'll know that you don't have to be somewhere panicking because if they can't take your car, they can't take the place you stay, that you're halfway, you're surviving. You're surviving, but we don't know how long that's going to be. The creditors could start, after a while, start uh, complaining. So all I'm saying is I think I'm thankful for the government for that. At the same time, see, so you have to remember in our government there's two types. There's Everybody is now wicked New World Order. There's a lot of people putting forth laws that are like us. They they really mean well. They want to help people. At the same time, this vicious hand, this sinister uh, uh, plan that's going on, we just have to remember to trust the most high to lead it and reveal. And I think he has done that through the panelists tonight, not just tonight, but the previous shows, letting you know what is really going on. Folks, it don't make sense. And some of this just don't make sense. You know, China over there, they're recovering. They're closing down hospitals in Korea. South Korea, I think I heard reports that they are, they have returned back. A lot of economists have returned back to normal. I ain't going to say a lot, but a few of them have. I think it was South Korea, I want to say. I heard how they returned back. But they all are wearing masks still, but they have returned back to business as usual. So, I mean, that's hope. But all I'm saying is, folks, you have to go seek the Father for yourself to get the plan for you and yours. I hope Brother Leonard um, is off, but I got a feeling his brother's going to be on point. And if so, we are, uh, we got to really, really, really uh, do some planning because it's not going to look pretty. Even if it don't last for two more months, there's some people that don't have that kind of money. Some people can't afford to be off work to see Eliana two months. Can you believe that? They can't do it. They, 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 they live paycheck to paycheck, so stuff is going to be so far behind. And even if they do let up, and, and, and like you say, we return back online, I think that's where you put it still, Yana. Some people have so much debt after three months, three or four months, till, I mean, you know, they're going to need a whole other level of faith for that. So, you know, that's my two cents. Again, I'm thankful for it being as, as quiet as it is. I just think we need to plan. And if it's worst-case scenario, like you said, seriously, see, Eliana, uh, I think you said this. You just have excessive tissue. You just don't use it now. Use it later. But I got a strange feeling this is going to go way past the election. That's just your brother talking tonight. Uh, go ahead, uh, Brother Leonard. I'd love to know your comment on what I've said or anything you've said tonight. Again, thank you for uh, stepping in as a guest panelist tonight. You did very well. Uh, of course, I know you ain't new to the radio uh, and having your own program and so forth. But go ahead and let me get your final comments. And then for Eliana, and we'll wrap the show up. Well, it's just something to think about. I mean, you have to understand that these wheels have been turning almost 3,000 years, and all of a sudden, they stopped. Hmm. So, hmm. something to think about. Interesting. Interesting. Now, when you say these wheels have been turning, what do you mean? Because everybody ain't going to understand what you meant. So, in, in, I mean, in, in, no, in, uh, the, the system that, they, that they've created, it's, been, it's just been wearing the earth down for 3,000 years, and th- it never really stopped. This is the first time, I mean, everything just stopped globally. You're right. I've never seen nothing like it. That's why I don't think it's just a part of me. A part of me does think it's a test, like Brother John said. Folks, again, I don't know. A part of me, I'm probably about 50-50. A part of me wants to think it's a test, but then I'm saying, why would they enact laws if it's just going to be 30 days? It don't make sense. It's got to be longer mm-hmm. based upon that. Sister Eliana? Yeah, so I was, I, I, you know, I totally agree, and it's, it's. I think it's the beginning, like, uh, uh, I believe um, 
Well, we know it's in the scriptures, but I can't remember which of my brothers said it's the beginning of sorrows. Um, but the, it is. It's the beginning of sorrows. We're at the beginning, all of the, the things that are going on. And we just have to be prepared, you know, and not fear. If, we're, if our walk with the Father is correct, we don't have to fear. But I do believe that it's going to go longer. They're putting things in place because they already know the plans that they want to accomplish. But what they don't know is the, what the Most High will do. And so what they're going to find, the nations are going to find themselves in a literal showdown with the Father, the Most High, concerning his people and, and concerning all those that are righteous. And I want to make this point because a lot of times I know at a lot of Hebrew Israelite sites and camps, they don't think that the worship of the nations is real and they don't think that, you know, the people don't really know how to teach the, the scriptures. There's parts they're missing, but the Father also declared that he would, once we were in our condition, he would go to the nations and he would, you know, the nations would sing of his glory and his praise. And this is what's happening, and we haven't acknowledged that. Also, it's in the later days that they'll take hold of a, a Hebrew Israelite and say, you know, I want to go up to Jerusalem with you. Yeah, and so the nations, right, the the faith of the nations and the worship of the nations, when they're worshiping out of their heart and sincerity, the Father hears it, he sees it, he orchestrated, he will draw them as well, and they will come in. And so we have to understand that there are many of the nations that will be saved, especially if they have come under the banner to follow after all the laws, commandments, statutes of Israel, they will come under that banner and they will also be protected. That is the promise of the Most High to the righteous, those that do what is right in the sight of the Most High. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Sister Eliana, I really appreciate your sister and your gift, especially tonight. You did, spoke very well. Uh, it was good to hear so much from you tonight. A lot of good information that went forth from really everybody. Brother Leonard, again, you always come for stuff to just really make people think. You are very deep research, and I really appreciate you tonight. You're going to have me doing some homework. I'm going to go check out that thing about the, uh, um, the two years with the, um, um, can't think of the branch of service, National Guard, okay. that's going to have me go research, among other things. This is one of those shows you have to listen to twice, though, because I know y'all didn't get all that. Again, thank y'all very much. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I really appreciate you, Brother Leonard, stepping in as a guest uh, panelist tonight. So see Eliana again. Appreciate you all from Mercy, California. All right, I'm going to meet y'all lines, but thank Wait. y'all very much. One, one, one moment, please, Seth. Can yeah, Brother yeah. Leonard uh, call out his, uh, his um, blog again? I'd like to check it out as well. Okay, yes, please. Prophets, prophets of Awakening. It's on YouTube. Okay. YouTube, okay. And Sister Eliana, not that I can't pray, but you mind praying again, Sister? I really appreciate your prayers. And um, just since you're the female, I mean the lady, uh, just if you don't mind, it's just good to, good for you to just pray us out like you have before. Okay, not a problem. Heavenly Father, we just give you praise and glory tonight. We thank you for the information that came forth. We thank you, Father, and we hope that in all of that we've shared 
the words of encouragement that was on the heart of our uh, moderator to bring forth to the people tonight. The people heard it, Father, but also they heard they heard end time prophecy. They heard truth. They they got an understanding, and may they have a greater understanding. And they also have food to to live by. And so we thank you that we were able to come together. Every caller that called in, Brother Malachi, Brother John, uh, Seth. Also, Brother Leonard, it was such a pleasure to hear him. He's very knowledgeable. And, Father, we just thank you that you would touch the heart of your people and all the listeners. And those that are in the government that are listening as well, know that you're dealing with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Go back and do your research. He's undefeated. He's matchless. He cannot be stopped. And when he's on the move, there's nothing you can do. And under his banner do we trust. In his name do we trust. And he yeah. is coming forth. And for all the people, trust in the, in the Most High with all your heart. Yeah. Lean not to your own understanding. In all yeah. your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. And, Father, we thank you again for this wonderful opportunity to share what it is you've put in our hearts, almighty God. And yeah. we thank you that you are the God of America. You're the God of the nations, and you're the God of Israel. And you will have your plan accomplished. You will rise up in this time, and it is a time of judgment. It is a time of separation, and it is a time of preparation for all those that are without you, mighty God. Let them be drawn near to you by these events, because it isn't your will to destroy anyone. You really want to save the people, but we have to be willing, almighty God, and so we thank you. We thank you. Help your people. Give us creative ideas in this time of trouble. You did say that we would escape, but you didn't give us the details. That's for us in the making right now. So open up the eyes of our understanding. Give us the specific details that pertain to these events that we are dealing with now. And we give you praise and glory in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, the great Messiah. Hallelujah. We thank you and praise you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Brother Leonard, Sister Aviana, thank you all very much. Really appreciate you tonight, okay? All right. Yes. Amen. All right. That was the new kind of, folks, y'all can, yeah, if you agree with that prayer, say amen in your spirit because truly, 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 that was powerful. Listen, uh love every single one of you. I should say we love every single one of you, every single one of you, no matter what ethnic group. We love every single one of you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Folks, thank you for tuning into this episode, Coronavirus Survival Plans and End Time Prophecy. We'll see you next week.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.